Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Forget about the Queen City. The Queen City coming in today. <laughs> Out of the pen, Peter Burns ready to give you probably two and a third. Probably give up six earned runs in for Amber and... They'll pull me, but that's what you're stuck with today. Ian Fitzsimmons, Peter Burns, this is Amber and Ian, always presented by Progressive Insurance. And it's so funny when I say Amber and Ian, because I don't know if I've ever called you Fitzy you by Ian in my life. Never. In in my life. Fitz or Fitzy, every time. I know. That's all I it mean, is. Most people do. You want to change the name of the show, don't you? I, I Well, listen, that's the beauty about filling in for one of the big time shows that you pretty much know you never get the invite again. So it's like whenever you rent a car under your company's insurance plan and you don't care what condition you bring it back in, you're like, rappers on the floor, it doesn't matter. Not my show. Yep. Whatever happens. Right there. That's it. Yeah. But you're here. Amber and Fitz, right here this on ESPN This is making Radio. me nervous. I don't like I, the way this is starting here, Peter. Hey, listen, it's on you. It's, it's on you. No, I was off. I, 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 listen, I was going to sit here. I was going to watch uh, Kentucky and Missouri basketball over on ESPN. I was going to have a nice night, you know, have a bottle of wine on that couch. And then they're like, hey, man, Fitz. Can you go? I'm like, all right, as long as this fits, we're in good shape. Because, my man, you have had it. We're going to get into all the NFL coaching changes, Bill Belichick singing for his supper, uh, Mike Vrabel out in Tennessee. Uh, uh, we got injury updates in the NFL. We got super-duper booper wildcard weekend coming up. So I want to dive into that. But you got, what, three hours of sleep? Roughly, Fresh off yeah, the, the natty? On Sportsmanlike with uh, you know Evan Canty and Michelle uh, woke me up early this morning, uh, which I was more than happy to do. Uh, you know, you get back to the hotel after the natty last night, which was a remarkable experience. Uh, four days down in Houston. In Houston, thank you for a remarkable you know extravaganza. Uh, college football, God bless you. Another phenomenal year, Peter. That's where you and I, you know, along with the NFL, that's where we make our hay in football. Amen. Uh, that's where we live our lives and. and Man, it was just a remarkable season, a tremendous year, and a, a just a hypnotic ending to a game where if you fell asleep last night and you woke up and you saw 34-13, trust me, that game was not a blowout. With nine minutes to go in that game last night, I mean, it was 20-13, it was to 13 and it's a one-score game, and they were beating the ever-loving hell out of each other. And then the wheels fell off, you know, for, and give Michigan full-on credit, but you know, coming back from the Natty, uh, driving back up from Houston to Dallas today. I mean, it was just a remarkable experience, and and, and I'm telling you, it, it's one of those where if I hear "tainted title" one more time, um, I'm gonna vomit. And I know we'll get into that a lot, but bottom line is, Michigan won. Washington had so many opportunities, Peter. Yep. yep. And it was self-inflicted wounds. That game came down to four plays. Michael Penix Jr. missing a doomsday on fourth and three in the second quarter up the right boundary. Wide open. Yep. That's a pass he hits 99 out of 100 times and airmailed it. The second one, Nixon dropping the swing pass where they – Third down. Yeah. In the third quarter, you got it, man. They, They brought in the blitz, right? Like, come on, come hit him. And Penix Jr. delivers a perfect pass to Nixon. And on the right flat, 
right in front of his bench too. Right, right in front For of his like you just see like just the deflated like yep. just shoulder pad just slump, and you're like, oh, amen. <laughs> The phantom holding call on Rosengardner, the right tackle for Mm -hmm. Washington, where they finally hit a doomsday for a massive chunk play, 20-13, 11-30 to go in the game, and it gets called back for a phantom hold, and then give J.J. McCarthy all the credit in the world. Third and forever on his own, what, six-yard line, and he just tucks it and runs it right up the gut. Wheels. To around the 30-yard line, and, and... Next thing you know, that was, to me, that moment, that was church. Those four plays defined that football game. Wait a minute. How, how are you not going to say five? How are you not going to say Penix, the first pass in the third quarter, when you yeah, need to have yeah. something, right? Penix goes down to offensive lineman. I mean, Michigan got so much push. Fitz, I mean, I mean, all day long, they were just bullying. They did the same thing to Mich- uh, to Alabama's offensive line as well, where they just rolled in and they're just like, we're going to punch you in the mouth, we're going to play your style of football, old school style football, and Washington, who has a damn good offensive line, about the best in, in, in the country. Joe Moore Award. The Joe Moore Award winner. They, they, got, they got punked a couple of times. But the play where Penix falls back, throws the pick right from the jump, and then doesn't look right after that, that has to be in the five. I mean, hell, hell I, I might put that at number one because that was the moment that I felt this Huskies team in which you and both – we both know that if you give them a little bit, buddy, they're, they're taken. They, they, they take the bait and they roll, that they were going to get back into this game. When Penix wasn't 100%, you knew that you weren't going to get the Michael Penix that, that, that was ultimately the second the, – the runner-up in the Heisman. Like, I, you weren't going to see I, this great comeback. I agree on that one, but the only ask, the only reason I didn't throw that in there is because Washington found a way to overcome that, and they still made it a game, and it was still twenty no. to thirteen. You know, it, with nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter, they found a way to overcome that one particular play. And to your point, though, man, you you did not want if you're Michigan, you didn't want Washington to get back into that game. And I was talking to John, uh, Jonathan Wiley, who is you know. You know, with college game day, you know, I mean, yeah. You know, He's we, seen it all, literally. If you're talking everything. about a guy who has seen every single facet and every single sliver of how a college football game can break out, Wiley's been that guy. He, he is, he is the, one of the great minds behind the scenes of college game day and that league crew with Herb Street Fowler and Holly Rowe. And J-Dub at halftime and I were just sitting there and goes, man, the last thing Michigan wants to do is let these dudes feel like they're in this game. And they've done it. And then that pick happened, and they still found a way to still be in it. Yeah. But bottom line is, hey, give give Michigan full on damn credit because for six games this year they didn't have their head coach, and this is a player led bunch that found their way to fifteen and zero. And whether Harbaugh does come back or does not come back, man, it is a remarkable run that these young men had. It was beyond impressive. Uh Third title in program history, won 11 games by 20-plus, 16 to go 15-0, and 0, and they win 34-13. to 13. You can be a part of Amber Ian Nation on Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. Not college football season without the li- delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper the ones fans deserve. And college football deserves to have this man in the sport. Take a listen to Jim Harbaugh with Holly Rowe as the moment hits them that Michigan has won the title. Well, Coach, you've escaped the, the Gatorade all this time. Yeah. How sweet does this little bath feel right now? It's pretty great. You know, you watch this confetti come down. It's like, 
thousands of confetti that tells a story. There's a story in every one of those pieces of confetti to me. Amazing blue confetti. Just so proud of our team. I mean, it was everything. It was the, every quote, every what? bit of the quote that I wanted Harbaugh to have, right? Like, the glasses are dirty. You could tell it's like, you know, when people wear glasses and they haven't washed them for like two weeks or like something. Me? Like yes. you, basically. Okay, everybody. is that, And other people look at your glasses like, how the hell do you see this? It was total Harbaugh. It was him like on some like Grateful Dead acid trip. Like, just Wow. Confetti. This like memories. Memories. And Bruh. each one of these pieces of confetti have a meaning. Like it was everything. It was him earlier in the week saying if Jesus was a recruit, he would have been a five star. Like it's just weirdness. And yet it works. And I couldn't help but think, right? It's gonna be a pretty epic mic drop for Jim Harbaugh. He can leave the chaos of college football with a national championship, an undefeated season, three straight wins in the game against Ohio State, and he leaves before any of the NCAA findings come out. It's like the guy that says, Fitz, I'm going to do one last job, one last heist, and then you'll never be able to see me again. And I, and, and I don't want that to happen. I want Harbaugh in the college game. I don't need him. I know he's going to go to the NFL. I don't want him to do that at all. James Harbaugh is phenomenal for the college game. Oh. And remember, three years ago, Michigan fans wanted him fired he had to take a pay cut two years ago, right, mm-hmm. to stay at Michigan. And here he is now, a national champion, three straight college football playoff appearances, and he is going to, in my opinion, I agree with you, right off into the sunset and go back to the National Football League. I mean, it, it was it, – but his his guys – and in and, and, and large part, look at his roster, man. I mean, it's a player-led bunch. You look at the, the the starting 22 on that depth chart, it's juniors, seniors, and grad students. Yep. They're all gone, right? So why would you come back if you have the opportunity, and he's going to have several opportunities to go to the National Football League. College football is better with him in it, but he's going to go, in my opinion, and I haven't talked to him about it, he dodged the question for three days. Mm-hmm. You know, where I was there at media day, Yesterday, last night, and again this morning with Reese Davis, he uh, by not saying I am back or I, he easily could have said it, right? And he has a $130 million contract on the table with a clause, no NFL, in that clause to go back to Michigan. By not signing that and not answering the question to me, that tells me he's gone but bottom line is they, uh, he's going out with a, with a ring, with a natty, with a group that was player-led, and it was a remarkable ride by those men wearing maize and blue. 95% chance that he's gone, but coming up, I'll tell you why that 5% might override all of it. And we'll also talk about some uh, NFL head coaching vacancies and one legend singing for his supper that's not named Ian Fitzsimmons. He's Ian. I'm Peter. This is Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. 
better because it has to be. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Adam Schefter reporting that the Titans have fired Mike Vrabel. I'm not sure if there's a shoe-in if people think of, like, New England, that fit. Vrabel's one of those guys that knows the rule book and the mechanisms of game management inside and out. You're my boy, Blue! You're my boy! Ian Fitzsimmons, Peter Burns, Amber and Ian, always presented by Progressive Old Insurance. School. You can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. That's 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We're talking about Jim Harbaugh, the Michigan Wolverines, 34-13 to winners of the Natty. And now uh, what his future is going to bring. Should he stay? Should he go? You and I are both of the belief that he's accomplished what he was going to accomplish in the, in the game. I mean – uh, guys, right now, if you can decide and you can pick either one, Fitzy, you could go coach college football and make a hell of a living, or you can coach in the NFL and make a hell of a living. Which one do you think they're picking? NFL. It ain't close, right? And not, not, not even close, hands down. And my brother is in that world right now. Uh, obviously, you know, assistant special teams coordinator under Chris Tabor at for, for the Carolina Panthers. Before that, the Arizona Cardinals. Before that, he was at Vanderbilt, the SEC. And before that, the Detroit Lions. But I was talking to one prominent Power 5 head coach after the game last night. And my brother came up in conversation organically. And he looked at me and goes, tell your brother don't ever come back to college football. <laughs> you, had a, you had a sitting Power 5 coach. Big tell, time. Tell, tell big your brother time. just, Power okay, five. a big time coach. Tell him and, and you know, tell don't him right now. Don't come anymore. Do not come back to college football no. because you have to rob your friend's roster, and it's not fun. And the NIL and the portal, it's it's free agency to the point where Quinson Jukins just, just, just tied Deuce McAllister's record for 100-yard rushing games at 14 at Ole Miss. He told you, he told me, Mm-hmm. A million times. The reason that he went to Ole Miss is because Lane Kiffin was the first to offer him of the 48 offers he had, and he stayed loyal to Lane. And then people start getting in your ear and mom's oh, yeah. ear and uncle's ears. And, hey, man, you're not going to win a natty at Ole Miss, but they'll pay you 750 over here or whatever. And I don't know what Ohio State and the NIL paid him, but he's going to Ohio State now. And that's the world of college football where in the NFL, it's all up and up. There, you got, you got contracts, you have rules, you field. have... Right. It's a salary cap that everybody has to play under, yep. and in college football, that's the biggest issue all these coaches have and all these athletic directors have, is that it's not uniform, and that's why if I'm Jim Harbaugh or if I'm any coach that mm-hmm. has the opportunity to go to the NFL or stay in the NFL, you do it. Harbaugh, now, I'm not speaking for my brother, by the way, because yeah. for the right P5 job, he would go. He would ignore this one prominent P5 head coach's advice. but Because the college football world, I mean, it's a glorious world that you and I both love. But bottom line is, Harbaugh 
It's got the NCAA on Michigan's tail. And what better time to leave than with a natty and right off into the okay. sunset? All right, so this is sorry. This is this is when it helps when I'm not the normal host on the show, so I don't have to follow the damn rundown, right? So the rundown is like, hey, we're going to come up we're with this great idea. Vrabel. James <laughs> Steele is a great guy. He comes out here and producer wise and says, hey, man, it'll be a great time to talk Vrabel being out, and it's going to be awesome to talk about what Belichick is going to do. And I and, and I'm like, okay, we got to hit a pause here, right? Because to me. Earlier in the show, you talked about how don't give me this tainted title stuff, which I believe to a certain extent for Michigan, right? Because even after Connor Stallions was, you know, he, he left the team and after they came in and they fired uh, the linebacker coach for whatever reason, they didn't really necessarily say. And after the Big Ten had their, you know, suspension in the middle of the season, what did Michigan do? They beat Ohio State. They beat Iowa in the Big Ten Championship. They Penn beat State Alabama. Also. Penn State as well. That they beat in Penn the State. Game. Right, and so then go. they end up w- beating Washington undefeated for the national championship, right? So I look at this and I go, all right, even if I had questions about what that title was, they proved it on the field, right? It's almost like, all right, so you got opportunity. Should you qualify for the Masters? I don't know. There's going to be some questions. But did you win the Masters? When you got there, you won the damn Masters. And that's what Michigan ended up doing. But my question is, is when you say the NCAA is coming up and breathing down his neck, A, do we believe the NCAA has any teeth whatsoever? Anything? None. No. I mean, you go back and look at Kansas and the way that they handled the Bill Self situation. They're like, all right, we think Kansas has done some stuff that's probably not in the, in the rule book. It's going to be some heavy violations. And Kansas looked at it and it's like, all right, so what we're going to do is we're going to offer Bill Self a lifetime contract. And by the way, in this contract says we're not going to hold you accountable for anything that happened back in the day. Were you good? We're good. And now Kansas is good. And so if I look at it, and if I'm Michigan, does that have any teeth? And if Harbaugh truly believes that he's 100% innocent, that nothing has happened, don't you come back there and go, hell no. I, I'm a Michigan man. I'm going to fight this. I'm, gonna, I'm not leaving these guys. I'm, I'm going to prove to you that I can do it the, this way. And nobody, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, not even Saban, not Kirby, not any other coach is fighting for players' rights more so in my mind then Harbaugh, you heard it this week about how much he says. Listen, non-stop. we got to ch- we got to yeah. change this, right? He's nonstop Revenue banging sharing, the drum. Everything else, yeah. No, I get it. But here, here here's the other aspect of it: you do have to go and poach from your friends' rosters, and that that stings, that hurts because if you don't do it, somebody is going to go and get that player and come beat you with them, and that's why I think oh, another reason Harbaugh is gone, and 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 I, I don't I don't begrudge him for it. I love him in the college football world. But he'll be also great in the NFL world. And he has been great in the NFL world. Proven. So let me ask you this. As far as available coaches go right now for the NFL, and I'm going to throw Belichick in there because a lot of people believe that he is done in New England and it's going to be an amicable, amicable parting and he moves on. You got Jim Harbaugh. You got Mike Vrabel. You got Bill Belichick. If you had one choice right now, who would you take to coach your team? As an NFL fan, yep, I'm going to Vrabel. Believe it or not, I, I in in Damn, and again, I, I can't believe you said that. I, I, really I, I don't even horrible. like the fact that I'm you. saying it myself. I, I I don't even like the fact that I'm saying it myself because I sit there and I go look at Harbaugh and what he has done. Right there, there's something we talked about it with Lance Leipold. We've talked about it with other coaches. You could say even with Kalen DeBoer, like a winning coach is a winning coach. Okay? It doesn't matter if they're playing peewee football, if it's YMCA, if it's NCAA, D1, NFL. There are coaches that have this 
charisma about them, and you they walk into a room, and nobody can replicate what Harbaugh does, and he finds a way to win. I just feel like it's it's Vrabel in this NFL right now. We're also talking about a Jim Harbaugh who has been out of that game, been out of the NFL for a long enough time. Now, does that matter? Like, I, I know it's tough for coaches that haven't been in the college game to go back into the college game after being, you know, in the NFL for X amount of years and you know, it just didn't work out for whatever reason and still be good. I don't know if that still replicates that amount of success that he can have. And he can change. Like, Harbaugh going to the NFL doesn't change, doesn't change his legacy for me, okay? But what Harbaugh could do for the collegiate game and, and, and vying for players' rights, him and Nick Saban, the two power brokers at the two biggest conferences being able to get together and sit with their commissioners and say, this is what needs to be done from a player standpoint. Jim Harbaugh could redefine college football at its core right now. That's what he can do. If he goes to the NFL, he just becomes another one of the head coaches that we talk about. Hey, it's Harbaugh versus Harbaugh, and it's going to be kind of cool. I think he's gone. And then I'm, I'm oh, also so hearing too. conversations about Mike Vrabel and Ohio State. Look, hey, Ohio State, you have a Ooh. heck of a head coach right now in Ryan Day. And Vrabes is going to be, and I agree with you, he is the number one target out there. Any NFL franchise. He had Bill Belichick singing for his supper in Foxborough. Uh, the greatest I mean, NFL coach in the history of the game was like, well, I'm under contract. I hope right. I I'd be like, what? <laughs> it's a crazy world we're living in right now where we want Harbaugh to stay in the college game, but we all believe that he's gone. Mike Vrabel is on the street and available, and so might be Bill Belichick. Damn, coach, what the hell is going on in football? All right, we'll get back to the rundown. NFL next coming up. Amber and Ian with Peter Burns and Ian Fitzsimmons. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Adam Schefter reporting that the Titans have fired Mike Vrabel. I'm not sure if there's a shoe in if people think of like New England, that fit. Vrabel's one of those guys that knows the rule book and the mechanisms of game management inside and out. Peter Burns, Ian Fitzsimmons, it's Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio. Hit us up on Twitter at Ian Fitz ESPN. Myself at Peter Burns ESPN. Or you can join this guy at Hawk. Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL analyst, joining us right now. Talk a lot about the national championship game so far on the show. Been talking a little bit about Harbaugh's future, but you heard uh, the big uh, announcer man coming back from break talking about Mike Vrabel fired. Hawk, how surprised were you that the Titans made this move? Extremely surprised. I felt like Mike Vrabel 
was one of the mainstays in Tennessee. Anytime you go into an offseason and your season didn't go the way you had hoped at the start of it, you start to look at where the holes are. Where are the absolutes? Where are the things that we don't have to worry about? And I felt like the Tennessee Titans didn't have to worry about having a good coach. They had one of the great ones. He's a guy who understands the game. He is a disciplinarian while also being a, a player's coach, which is a tough line to, 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 to throttle. And I think for Mike Rabel, the biggest evidence is how that team played in Week 18 in a meaningless game where there was nothing for them to put forward except for Mike Rabel. And you saw the performance they put forward. I think, you know, everyone has their reason for, for making these decisions, and I'm sure there was probably some kind of rift between him and the front office and the brass that is running the organization. But you just let a really, really good coach lead your organization, and good coaches don't grow on trees in the NFL. Man, Hawk, I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because, as you know, I, I talk to the same four NFL scouts every week before a college football game, just getting their eval on the talent that I'm about to watch. And all of them, to a man, said that there was a divide between the new GM and Rand Carthon in his first year there and Mike Vrabel and ownership chose Carthon. How much do players during a season feel a rift if there is one between the front office and a, and a coaching staff? Honestly, the players probably feel it first. Um, I've been in situations when I played with the Cleveland Browns, there was a rift between GM and head coach. And when things go bad, that's like the first thing that happens because now there has to be a reason for the losing. And everybody starts to point fingers. The coaches will say the, the, the GM didn't get in the right players. And the GM will say that they have the right players, but the coach isn't coaching them right. It is the first thing that happens. Um, and the players feel it immediately because it does start to rear its head on the field. I was in a scenario where there was a player we brought in for a lot of money. There was a rift between the head coach and the GM. And so the coach wasn't playing that player in an effort mm. to make the general manager look like he made the wrong decision. And it wasn't the best decision for our team. That wasn't putting us in the position, the best position to win games. And so players feel that immediately. Um, and also, ultimately, you can see with how the players play, whose side that they're on in those situations. Yeah, it, it's, it's a Game of Thrones situation, right? A Andrew Hawkins mm -hmm. joining Peter Burns and Ian Fitzsimmons right now. And one of those guys who has had kind of all power, and rightfully so, because he's got six Super Bowl rings, is Bill Belichick. Now, uh, it, it has been kind of his way. It's the Patriot way. Does that still play out that way? You you see a, a a future of Belichick being a lame duck coach in New England and saying, "Hey, I'll I'll let somebody else call the shots as far as a GM now." No, I don't think it, it it'll work that way. I I think also coaches are just used to their system of doing things, and I think for Bill Belichick, the way that he has had success, the way that he is wired, the way he is used to doing things, he needs absolute control. I mean, I was in New England for a little bit. When I tell you he makes every decision, I mean he makes every decision from you know what we eat in the lunchroom um you know when we eat when we work out to when and if we're allowed to do interviews outside of the team uh media so to lose that kind of power i don't think at bill belichick's age and for as long as he's been in the nfl he's positioned to learn a new way to, of doing things his best option if indeed that he parts ways with the patriots if that's the only option and that he finds a spot who's going to give him the ability to still control all things football in that organization. Real, real, real quick follow-up. Is this a – like, Sean Payton, I always thought, was a fantastic coach when he had Drew Brees. Now we're starting to figure out, hey, maybe it was kind of a Drew Brees situation and how he's handled things with the Broncos. How do you view Belichick 
and hit what has happened since post post Brady? Um, I think the game changes. The game of football evolves. And anytime you are holding on to an old way of doing things, even if you have success, it is only a matter of time before that method is outdated. That is true of literally everything on planet Earth. If you continue to stay, and the longer you stay, the more chances that you'll still be around doing an old way um, when they're, they're, the game has an evolution. And I think that's what you're seeing with a lot of the older coaches, Sean Payton included, is what they're used to doing 15 10 years ago, and even, you know, at the tip of when they were coaching five years ago, things are changing, and depending on who your players are, they even approach the game differently. The, game, the players today approach NFL different than I did, and, I, you know, I retired six years ago, so sometimes the game passes you by, and the ones who have the ability to evolve are typically the ones who have that success over a long period of time, these different player tenures, um, and different quote-unquote generations of football. You played a while, as you mentioned, in the National Football League as a wide receiver. When you hear the name Russell Wilson, would you want him as your quarterback? And if you would, which team would you be playing for? Yeah, I would. I would definitely want Russell Wilson as a quarterback. And I think, you know, there comes a point in every player's career where the situation will dictate the success. So I do believe it needs to be the right situation both for the team and the player. And, you know, I I, I think for a team – that has others established. I don't know what the Steelers are doing with their quarterback, but I think Russell Wilson playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers is a scary football team because they're not asking their quarterback to be the world beater that maybe Lamar Jackson is. or Joe Burrow has to be at times because everything else is established. We know their defense is going to be great. They have one of the best players in the world in T.J. Watt on the defensive side of the ball. We know they have wide receivers that can get open. And with a quarterback who has done it, who has not rattled, understands the answer to the test, but you're not relying on him for all of your offensive production, you know, I think it could be an, an advantageous situation for all parties. And a guy that's got his ego in check now, too. I don't know if that was the case when Russell rolled in to Denver, and I think now there's been a humbling, mm-hmm. and now it's like, all right, let me let me, let me me make this about the team, not about, you know, Russell Wilson could be perfect. Uh, Hawk, when you look at uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, Miami Dolphins, I mean, hell, they might ask you to come out there and play linebacker for the Dolphins this weekend. Um, they wouldn't <laughs> ask me. I got bird legs. But Miami has all these injuries. But on the flip side of it, people have been talking about, man, it's going to be cold, cold. Not kind of cold, but like cold, cold for real cold did did that ever play in the games I mean I'd like to think it man football players are football players but Miami going up Tua being kind of a a Hawaii guy played at Alabama is that is that an actual thing playing in the I don't know if you go if you go outside and it's 80 degrees or you go outside and it's 20 degrees do you move different (laughs) hell yes I'll say (laughs) it exactly I'm by. I grew up on a farm in Louisiana, man. Hail yeah, not, not hell yes, hail yes. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, they're human, right? And so I think you know, players learn to deal with the elements. You have to. It is a part of the game. You learn that young. Um, you have to go into games like that with a plan. And the people who are typically, you know, uh, good with a plan are the ones who are used to it and have gone through it before. And so I do think it puts the Kansas City Chiefs at an advantage. But it absolutely matters. It matters in the play calling. It matters in the way you move. Your hands do get cold. So, you know, for a team that has issues with the drop, that could also play into effect. The surface is different. You're just, your, your muscles and your bones 
just aren't as loose as they are if it's 80-degree weather and you lather up a sweat because it's harder to keep a sweat. Um, so all those things do affect the game. But that being said, everybody is dealing with the same element. So it's all a matter of who can handle it the best um, and who has a plan coming into the game. This is, a, is coming from a guy who obviously never played a snap in the National Football League, but it feels like Green Bay is coming into Dallas playing with house money. Youngest roster in the league. Jordan Love has been on fire the last seven, eight weeks of the season. Quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. And the Cowboys have everything on the line. So how do you see a game like this playing out with a young team versus a squad that knows they need to survive in advance? Yeah, I, I, I give the edge to the Cowboys for a lot of reasons. I have loved watching Jordan Love kind of evolve and really just figure it out in front of our very eyes. And he's a different quarterback now than he was at the beginning of the season. Um, but playoff football is different, and there is going to be a little bit of a an acclimation period within that game. Again, I think Jordan Love does figure it out. He always does. Even if you watch him early this season, he would start slowing games and then he would get better as the game went on. Even the season as a whole, you saw him slowly figure it out and get better as the season goes on. I think the you know intensity of playoff NFL playoff football is different than regular season, much like the regular season is a different intensity than the preseason. I think there's going to be an adjustment, and the Cowboys typically start fast. And so what I think is going to happen is the Cowboys are going to jump out early. Um, Jordan Love and the Packers will figure it out, but I think it's going to be too much you know, for them to overcome in the end, and I think the Cowboys get away with a victory. Damn, I cannot wait. I'm fired up for this weekend. It's going to be fantastic. Hawk, always great stuff, man. We appreciate it. And I'll, uh, these Louisiana boys will try to stay warm whenever it gets real cold, all right? <laughs> appreciate you guys. There Later. it is, Andrew Hawkins, our ESPN NFL analyst. I, I'm telling you, I mean, I look at this and I can just, I mean, it's no different. And there's a mental aspect of it as well, too. Like, I mean, listen, I was a former collegiate golfer, and I loved playing down in Corpus Christi, Texas, where the wind would be blowing 30 miles an hour because I was like, hey, that made me. Like, I, I felt like there was a mental edge, and I can't imagine it's any different for the Kansas City Chiefs coming up this weekend and thinking, listen, hey, man, this, this is nothing new for us. We've been here. Like, we, we know what Kansas City in G- January is going to be like. Like, there is a mental aspect. Hell, yeah, I'm cold, but I don't think those boys know this type of cold. Yeah, and, and to your point there, Whenever the NFL schedule comes out, there's two things that every team does. What's the bye week? That's number one, yep. right? Where's the bye? And where we they, playing? They want it right in the middle going. of the season, right? That's <laughs> ideal, right? And then if you're a dome team or a oh, yeah. warm weather team, like for instance, when my brother was play, was coaching with the Detroit Lions, the first thing he would look for is beside the bye week. The next was Chicago and Green Bay. When are we going? When are we going? And if it was in December, damn. <laughs> I mean, it was – and for Miami, mm-hmm. hello, you're heading yeah. to Kansas City. And that's any team, any dome team, any cold weather or warm weather team, if you have to go north this time of year, Padna, that is not good news. He's my partner today, always hosting this show, Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Peter Burns, in for Amber Wilson. All right, coming up, Packers, Cowboy fans, we have some bad news. We're going to tell you why your wins won't win the Super Bowl next. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained. 
poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why your team won't win the Super Bowl. Oh, no! We suck again! With Amber and Ian. There's a chance we won't win? Packers at Cowboys. With this one because Amber Wilson's not in it. How are, why are we doing it? Why the Miami Dolphins won't win the Super Bowl and just get her all upset, James? We could have done that. that. It would be great. Because I'll tell her all the reasons why the Dolphins won't win the Super Bowl. There's one uh, reason Because well, of your team? Patrick Mahomes is the yeah, reason. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Peter, Peter Burns, when, when Ian that, Fitzsimmons here. When that topic comes up between <laughs> Miami and Kansas City, yeah. that won't be a segment that I take off. That's an hour. That's a debate between James and Amber. And I just yeah. go eat dinner with my kids and my wife. And I come back and they're still arguing. And I go back in for dessert and come back and still arguing. An aperitif, yep, just come back, still arguing. We're good to go. Show's done. Maybe we'll do it Maybe we'll do it uh, Friday, Friday at Starting at like nine, we can get you out of here Perfect. a little bit early. Just go Done. cut out, yeah, cut out yeah, early. You know. That's it. Just if you guys can uh, clock me out whenever y'all leave, that'd be fantastic. Uh, RAP Rachel right now is just laughing. Like you know what? That's funny because it's true. It's true. Right. Yeah, I can't see Rachel through her dirty glasses that she's wearing right now. Right, help me, Rachel. It takes eight seconds to clean those things. You threw yourself underneath the bus. But earlier. it takes like a minute and a half to walk to the bathroom to wash them, and then a minute and a half to walk Use back. That's the that's. No, because it, yeah, smud- it, it smudges, guys. It's like hairspray and makeup on these things. I got to like, oh my soap and water. Oh, dear Lord. All right. Um, I can tell you why the Packers aren't going to win the Super Bowl is because they're facing the damn Dallas Cowboys at That's home. It. That's now, it. This, is it this, this that simple? That is, it, there's, it seems like there is a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde with this Dallas Cowboys squad, that there's this superpower. We talked earlier, Fitz, about, hey, man, there's, Kansas City feels that like mental edge because they're going to be playing in cold and Miami's going to be sitting there going, holy hell, I've never been out there. It's everybody looking at the Dallas Cowboys thinking, yeah, I know Jordan Love's been playing extremely well, that this team seems to be clicking at the right part, but the right time. But rather, this is what Dallas does is that they dominate at home. Absolutely fantastic. 8-0 right now, and they're just so high-octane. There's a certain level of them that just seems unbeatable up there in Jerry World. And, and give Jordan Love full credit. I mean, this young man has played exceptional ball over the, what, last seven weeks of the season. What is it, 18 touchdowns and one pick? He's over 4,100 yards right now, 32 total touchdowns on the year, 11 INTs, and he did something that, oh my gosh, the almighty... Aaron Rodgers could not do last year, and he won in Week 18 to get his team into the playoffs, something that Aaron Rodgers could not do last year. Jordan Love right now is seventh in the league in passing yards. Seventh. I mean, damn, man. I mean, give the guy a hell of a lot of credit, but guess what? All of that is a building block because you're going into – Face a team that is right now has a jaw locked and they're hell bent. And they, to your point, 
they are a different team at home. And I'm based in Dallas. I used to cover this team, yep. you know, week in, week out on ESPN Dallas with with Randy Galloway. And this squad, I promise you, is a different team at home. They they really are. For whatever reason, they just are. And Dak has been sensational, especially with Mike McCarthy calling plays. We have seen the the Dak Prescott we saw year one, year two coming out of Mississippi State. Yeah. Give me, give me Dallas, and and, and I'll but, lay the but, seven and a half but, right but, now. But, give me, but Dallas. that was, but therein lies the issue, right? You said it. Two words, Mike McCarthy. The reason why the Dallas Cowboys won't win the Super Bowl this year. Every time and time again, I feel like there's a situation, and there's no doubt about it. Him calling the plays, it feels like it's the right move. It feels like Dax, uh, they're, they're 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 vibing. Everything everything is good, right? But I look at this and I go, I can't help but think. And what was the game, what, two weekends ago where they tried to, to absolutely screw the you-know-what? And the, the play clock, uh, the, the management, the time management was just That's horrible. That's always and I'm like, an issue with him. Yeah, this, is, this is McCarthy. And there's going to be a moment with a, a league built on parity and a league built on so many small, minuscule decisions that play such a monster role, especially in playoffs, when the cream rises to the top, that there's going to be that moment. You're going to look over the sideline. You're going to go, right, This yeah, came up, Peter. It, this came up at the national championship. The Dallas Cowboys and Mike McCarthy actually came up organically in a conversation about clock management and coaching and this and that. And uh, one particular prominent power five coach said man the cowboys got lucky as hell at home where they are unbeatable and he had that tone of unbeatable right against the lions they got lucky because dan campbell and the lions coaching staff found a wrinkle in a rule where you you run you know two offensive linemen out there (laughs) one is is declaring himself eligible and the it's on the referee to alert the defense, right? Which player is eligible? And you just got to make sure the Decker, referee knows right? the, get the right one. <laughs> yep, and he didn't, and the Cowboys end up winning twenty to nineteen. So there is this there there is this prominent you know opinion amongst not just you know NFL people but also college coaches. Where to your point, will that come and bite the Cowboys? Well, it's not going to happen this weekend, in my opinion. I just think the Cowboys are that much better. And the 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 Packers are a young team, and it's been a heck of a ride to get to the wild card. I, a big time tip of the cap to Jordan Love, the coaching staff, and all that, and all the young players in Green Bay. But I just think Dallas right now in a wild card game at home, it's going to be too much for Green Bay. I will say this, and I'm a, I'm an agent of chaos. I love it. It's just a product of what we do for a living, right? Like I love, like I was I was pulling for Michigan last night because I'm like, there's nine thousand things to talk about when if if Harbaugh wins and whether or not he's going lost, to the NFL and is it tainted. Like, to talk about if it if Huskies win, you're like, damn, that was just an awesome season. Congratulations, uh-huh. Kalen DeBoer is fantastic, right? So I thrive on the chaos, but this is one of those situations where while it would be chaotic for the Cowboys to lose that game. I also look at the at the positive side about it and go, how many times have we seen guys get thrown to the wolves right for the jump? You see that with Anthony Richardson this year with the Colts. And you saw that the Packers, not once but twice, have sat there and go, this is our guy. This is our future. But let's take some time. Let's bake the cake. Let's let him build yep. up to a crescendo. And if this guy is going to be a franchise quarterback, we're not going to throw him out there to the wolves on day one. And I think it's an important lesson what Green Bay has done is that 
it's not just a one-time deal with Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love is starting to live up to that hype as well, and that's a monster, monster thing for, for teams. Even right now, the Chicago Bears that could say, you know what, I might go grab a Caleb Williams. And I, guess what? I might try to keep a Justin Fields as what? well that's and try bigger, to figure that that's out. A, that's a bigger conversation. But you do have the rare exception to that rule where you don't have to bake the cake. It's already done with C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans. Oh, right? my. There's, mm. that, there's that rare exception to the rule where you throw a guy in with some talent around him with the right coaching staff, and damn, you can hit lightning in a bottle. We are going to break down that game. I think that is a fascinating game. Browns and Texans coming up on the Super Wild Card weekend. We're also talking about the coaching carousel. Harbaugh going to stay in college in Ed Arbor, head to the NFL. Belichick singing for his supper. And Mike Vrabel out in Tennessee. What's next for the Titans? We will tell you. It's Ian Fitzsimmons on two hours of sleep and four expressos. I'm Peter Burns, and this is Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.